the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. As Christians, we are called to live a holy life in all that we think, say, and do. Why? Because God is holy. And as his children, we are holy through him. The Bible repeatedly commands us to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And how can we do that? By humbling ourselves, praying, seeking God's face, and turning from our wicked ways. Then God will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and bring healing to a lost world. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. You don't want to be comfortably going to heaven while somebody, while droves are going to hell. I'm satisfied. I'm, I can't wait till I get to heaven and everybody going to hell around you. Listen, you ought to be mourning over the sins of your brothers and sisters in Christ, over your family members, over your coworkers. You, you, you ought to have, you ought to be burned for your children's sins, your grandchildren's sins and their state and their condition. That's right. Instead of talking about folk, instead of gossiping about folk and saying what they should and should not be doing and all of this, first of all, get the log out of your eye. Start walking right with God and start interceding for those who are living in sin. In the presence of God, Isaiah mourned, Isaiah grieved, and Isaiah cried out in utter utter desperation over his sins and the sins of his people because his eyes had seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 5, woe is me, says verse 5, I am undone. In other words, it's it's over, I'm going to die. I I, I saw God, I'm going to die. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah's heart was filled with anguish. It was filled with grief over his own sinfulness because of being in the presence of Almighty God. Beloved, you are ever, listen, are you ever in the presence of God long enough to fall under conviction and grieve over your own sins. Did you hear that? Are you ever in the presence of God long enough to fall under conviction and grieve over your own sins? I'm not talking about a little quick 60 second prayer. We have so much sin in us that we need to set in the presence of God. We need to stretch out in the presence of God. We need to just linger in his presence. If you desire to be greatly used by God, you must first be broken by him. You can't use a horse that is unbroken. He'll buck you off and break your neck. That's right. That horse has to be tamed and then you can ride him and he'd be productive. And you know why some of you all are not fruitful? You haven't been tamed. 
Some of you acting like wild, unbroken Christians. You bucking. You buck against the church. You buck against the word of God. You, you, you buck. You just buck. You just buck. Just buck. Just book. You just dump anybody that disagree with you. I, you won't listen to nobody. You won't talk, talk about it. Got an attitude just bucking all over the place. And sometimes God, God has to just intervene. And then he has to arrest you. And God has a multiplicity of ways of arresting people. And when God tamed you, you've been tamed. I tell you, when God saved you, he, he washed your mouth. I just say, I had a dirty mouth. But he's not the only one with a dirty mouth. Anytime you slander, that's, that's a dirty mouth. Dirty lips. That's right. You cussing, that's dirty lips. You saying, that's right. Dirty lips. That's right. You slander, dirty. Dirty. And some of you are doing dirty things with your fingers. Your fingers dirty when you're texting dirt. That's right. Some of you are not doing it with your mouth. You're doing it with your fingers. And you do it fast. You, you, you do your dirt real fast. <laughs> you haven't been broken. Let me tell you something, by the way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When you have been broken by God, you don't have to walk around telling everybody, well, I'm broken. You don't have to tell folk you broken. Folk will know and see your humility. They will see your contrition. They will see your brokenness. You know? And sometimes you can start off being broken and have contrition and then God begins to elevate you in positions in the church, a position in the society, a position, give you this and that. And all of a sudden, the broken person, the contrite person can also all of a sudden become proud all over again because people are looking up to you and they, they're coming to you and you got all the answers and you, you and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. You can't be God, you can't be God and everybody's live. Why is the person that know how to send folk to Jesus? Amen. So you got, you got to be careful about this. You can start out contrite and humble and end up still proud. People know how to puff you up. People know how to put you out there. Don't let anybody uh, puff you up and make you think you higher than you ought to be. Don't, don't think too highly of yourself. Won't y'all say Amen. Oh, you'll you, you have contrition when you grieve over your sins. When was the last time you cried out in utter desperation over your own sins? Number four, we cannot live a life of holiness unless we have been delivered from sin. We cannot live a life of holiness unless we've been delivered from sins. Colossians chapter 3, 13 through 14 says he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Only those who have been delivered by the Lord from the dominion and authority and power of Satan and transferred into the kingdom of Christ can live holy. If you desire to be delivered from the power and penalty of sin, you must understand what sin really is. Say sin. When last time you said sin? When last time you saw something on television and said, now that's sinful. That's sinful. When is the last time you heard lyrics on a song and say, you know what? I hear sinfulness in this song. Now, some of you all 
have been listening and you've got so immersed in the media and into videos and to the music and to what's on television until you've lost your sensitivity to sin. Why is it that sin doesn't bother you the way it used to? Have you been backsliding in your spirituality? Do you even understand what sin is now? You've been a Christian so long until you've forgotten what the definition of sin really is. But let me remind you, what is sin? Underline that right now, what is sin? Every child, right, what is sin? So you know what it is. What is sin? Sin is a violation of the word of God. Anytime God's word says something and you do something contrary to the word, you sin against God himself. That's right. If I'm preaching the word and I'm coming from the scripture and what I'm saying is lining up with the scripture and then you go on out here and do it your way, you living in rebellion and you're going to shipwreck your life and God's going to chase you for it. And you know what? You know why I preach so hard and I come from the book. I don't ever get up here without my book because I want you to see. I say verse five. I say verse 15. Turn to this chapter. Turn to this verse. You say, why so many scriptures? Because I don't want you to think it's Draper talking. It, it is not Draper. It is the word of God. The power is not in me. It's in the word. The authority is in the word. Salvation is heritably in the word. And by the way, when I preach to you and I preach the word like God has told me to do, then your blood is not on my hand. I'm not going to get your whipping. Now, if God told me to preach and I'm lackadaisical in my responsibility, then he's going to chase me and I'm responsible for your spiritual illiteracy. But when I take this book and you see it on the PowerPoint, you looking at me and I'm going line from line and word from word and you see it and you still going to act the way you go act. Your attitude's going to stay the same. You Nothing's going to change about you. You get cocky. You get prideful. You get beside yourself. All right. You go on out there with your bad self. All right. God said, look at him. Oh, God don't even have to move a finger. God can just look. And mess your life up from the day, from this point all the way to your death. God will take your joy. That's right. God will put you in a blessed subtraction. The Lord gives and he takes away. God knows how to bring you down. Don't you think he's not in the bringing down business? He'll bring you down. That wife can't do nothing with you. You are you crazy in the house, husband? God knows how to bring you down. Wife, you you talking all out of your head and talking too much and uh, saying whatever comes to your mind. You're not kind. You're mean to your husband. He'll bring you down and make you dependent on the very one you've been putting down. What is sin? Sin is a violation of the word of God. It is to neglect the law of God. This book is the book of the law, the word of God. First John 5, 17, a says all unrighteousness is sin. Anything that is unrighteousness, anything that is unrighteous is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. First John 3, 4 also says uh, sin is lawlessness. 
It's breaking the law of God. You break the laws of man, you get penalized. You get tickets when you go 70 miles an hour in a 50 mile zone. He don't just say, oh, well, welcome to San Antonio. He said, but I didn't see the sign. Well, I'm going to help you remember. And he keeps writing. Now, maybe this will help you see a little bit better now. You'll never forget that sign again or that red light over there. Well, it just, they just put it out there. You saw it blinking six weeks ago. Sin is lawlessness. And we are in a lawless society. Folk are wanting to do everything that is right in their own eyes. God made us man. You got men who want to be women, women that want to be men. Uh, they got neutral gender this. You got the legalization of marriage. Either one man, one woman. Some folk want three wives and four husbands. And listen, you're doing good when you can handle one. <laughs> what you want with two, two wives, man? You're not doing all you're supposed to be doing with the one you got. Huh? I mean, just, just show up and be a man and a husband to the one you have. You don't have time for a sideline cuck of iron. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Breaking the law of God. And some of y'all, y'all not going out there being sugar daddies, but your sugar daddies in your mind. And the Bible says, whatever you think in your heart, so you, you already that. You already, you commit adultery in your, in your mind. I would Pastor Draper uh, cut this thing short. You've already sinned. You already sinned. <laughs> Listen, there's too much sin in folk for me to have little sermonettes. That's right. That's right. You, 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 uh, the, a football game, unless it's weather related or something, go four quarters. And don't let it be playoff. They play till their tongue fall out. And then they play, and then they play, and then they play. You don't know who win. You say, come on, somebody lose. Or somebody win. And you stay right there. You know, it's dangerous, unless it's a, something beyond your control, to leave here on a regular basis before the benediction. That's right. You so hurt. You, you can't wait to get out of here. Now, I'm not saying those. I know some of you got to catch planes and others have to go to work. I'm not talking about you who have to go back out of town. I'm not talking about you. But some of y'all don't have somewhere to go every time. <laughs> every time. You can't shake one hand. The person next to you could be suicidal. Could be in depression. You so quick to get out of here. So lawlessness. You don't love your brother the way you should love him. Sin, what is sin? Sin is to miss the mark of God's righteous standard. It is to miss the mark of God's righteous standard. All of us have missed the mark. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, I've told you what sin is. You know what it is now. Or some of you knew you just forgot or needed to be reminded. Now, I'm going to give you about three of these, and then I'm going to stop, because that's about all you can handle. Okay? I'm going to give you about three of these, unless the Lord just pressed me on, but I'm going to try to stop on these three. Uh, what does, why does God hate sin? Why does God hate sin? You know, God hates sin. He, he don't play with sin. He hates it. Say hate. 
He hates sin. Why does God hate sin? And I'll continue this the next time. A, God hates sin because he is holy and desires his children to live holy as we represent Christ on earth. God hates sin because he is holy and desires his children uh, to live holy as we represent him on earth. First Peter chapter one, verse 15 and 16, our text, but as he who call you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Beloved, people sin because they love it. That's why they sin. If sin hurt, they wouldn't be doing it. That's why they do it. They love it. That's why they keep going back to certain places. That's why they keep going back to that woman they should have let go. That's why they keep messing with that man. That's why they keep looking at certain stuff they shouldn't be looking at in porn. And all. They love it. They love it, love it, love it. They sin because they love it. If they didn't, listen, if sin was hurting them, they'd leave it alone. They love it. Beloved people, people sin because they love it. Until you possess a deep hatred for sin, you cannot live a life, a holy life that is pleasing to God. I said again, until you possess a deep hatred of sin, you cannot live a holy life that is pleasing for God. B, sin will entangle us. Sin will what? Entangle us. Second Peter chapter two, verses 20 through 21. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered to them. Now this, this passage refers to false teachers who had the knowledge of Christ. Uh, they professed Christ but had no relationship with Christ, which caused them to be overcome by sin, sinking themselves further into the pollution of this world system. These false teachers also understood the truth, but still turned away from it, which was, far, which was a far greater judgment than those who had never heard the gospel. This also can, re, can refer to believers who were once delivered from the bondage of sin, but relapsed and became more entangled and enslaved by it, which resulted in their latter state, being worse than their beginning. When Satan can get you to relapse into something you have been delivered from, usually the relapsing into whatever that sin is, is worse. It's worse. It would have been better to have never known the gospel than to have known it only to return to the filth of this world system. Finally, but not the least, I'll stop right here. Prerequisites. Unconfessed sin will eventually expose us. Okay? Unconfessed sin will eventually what? Expose us. Numbers 3223B says, be sure your sin will find you out. Okay? My friend... You may get by, but be assured, 
that you will not get away. Oh, you can go to the next city. Your mama don't see you. Daddy don't see you. You, you can go on down to Mexico. Nobody see you. You can go on that business trip. That's right. You can leave that job and tell your wife you t- little anything that sounds legitimate, and then you go di- contrary to what you say you're going to do. Hey, children, you think you're getting by mom and dad? But I'm going to tell you something. When you go off to college, when you go off to that school, it's between you and God. Your mama's not your God. Your daddy is not your God. Your God is your God. And wherever you go, God is watching you. God is looking. He is listening. And if he really know you, he knows how to chasten you to the point of your crying out. He, he knows how to, he, he, listen, God gives hard whippings. That's right. Listen, God will bless you with a scholarship and then God will take it. That's right. There are folk who, who, who had full of potential, full of degrees, successful. That's when you got to watch it. It's when, you, when you're successful, when you got it going. But you got to realize, excuse the English, you ain't all that. Oh, you one step away from falling into sin. Be sure your sin will find you out. And I'm going to tell you something. If you keep on dibbling and dabbling, what you've done in secret, God has shouted from the rooftop. And I'm going to tell you something. God even knows how to give you a public whipping. Now, they used to do that a long time ago. Do, do any of y'all been living long enough to see other folk get a public whipping? Wherever they act up, that's where they got. Now they'll call CPS on you now. You know, the, they got these cell phones, and before you can get our HEB, you know, you in jail. <laughs> but oh, back there during grandma time, let's go back 25, 30 years ago, and you gonna clown on mama in the store, or, or, or even in the church, and I tell you what, they will yank you up where you are from everybody. Now I said, sit down. You better not move. And nobody's going to say nothing. They'd say, you better listen to them. <laughs> I, I remember, I feel so sorry for this, this young man. This is back with an old location. I closed with this. I'm not going to call her that. She's going to be with the Lord. But anyway, she was in the choir. Sandy, those sisters. Somebody y'all laughing because you know what I'm talking about already. Y'all already know where I'm going. But but anyway, she was at a choir rehearsal uh, in the building over at Rhythm and Plaza, and and she kept telling that boy kept on moving. I guess he was about maybe 12, 13, something like that. And he just and he he wouldn't listen to her. She was in the choir saying, but that boy was acting up out and out and doing choir rehearsal now. It wasn't even regular 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 church service. And so she, that boy looked at her. She said, wait a minute. She was, I mean, she's about another 60. She, she came down up there. Come here. You sit down. Sit down. Ooh, I feel so sorry for that boy. She wore him out. She wore him out. I don't think that boy ever stood up again. 
Now, those days are gone. People call CPS on you from the church. I'm tired of folks trying to tell me what to do with my child. If, if I'm not abusing my child, I have the, if my child eating at my house, in my, sleeping in my bed, eating food that they didn't buy for, buy, and everything else I can't call, they better do what I say. If they can't do what I say, then, then it's time to not spare the rod, to use the rod. Do I have a witness in here? That's what the fatty tissue on the backside is for. Now, never discipline a child when you're angry. Never do that. Never, and never go beyond what's warranted. You be led by the Holy Spirit is to correct behavior, not to wipe them out. The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Sunday, August the 13th at 10 a.m. for a Bring a Coworker Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed, refreshed, greeted with a smile, and encouraged as you are ministered to in song, fellowship, and prayer, coupled with the steadfast love and word of Almighty God. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.